0: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers. When you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can make a $5 NBA money line bet. And when your team wins, you're going to get $200 in free bets with code DNVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner
1: of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter, kind of uh, cruising on my one victory this season predicting the correct al rookie of the year
0: <laughs> you did award season starts off with a bang and in a good way because
1: i love you know, award season
0: <laughs> we we missed the mark entirely but you nailed it we'll talk about the rookie of the year award winners today the rockies have themselves a new hall of famer a legit one this time uh we'll talk about what's going on with Yasiel puig what previously had happened to tony LaRussa. susie you're going to be very interested on that okay and there's some cool ballpark updates from around the globe, but we should start with rookie of the year award mm-hmm. voting Susie X Hunter one. She predicted it. Julio Rodriguez, Susie, go ahead and take that victory lap because you yeah. nailed it. J rod got it done.
1: You know what? I, you know, I called it, um, but I'm so happy it's such uh, an exciting rookie year and, Yeah, that was my only good prediction because the rest of my predictions were, like, comically, comically awful.
0: I don't think they were that bad. No. Uh, no, no, no.
1: um, The the two managers I picked for manager of the year were the first two to get fired.
0: Okay, those, yes, that's That's the exact opposite. That's the exact opposite (laughs) of manager of the year. It's, like, doesn't even have a job of the year by a manager uh that could be an award that's the Susie hunter award (laughs) the first who are the first two managers to get fired
1: um we will do when we do our predictions next year we will fold those in who is the first man who will be the first manager to get fired
0: I do like that. That's a good spin. Well, the, our predictions were pretty much like uh, on par. I thought we mm-hmm. were we were kind of neck and neck, uh, but you did nail it. Julio Rodriguez, uh, fantastic season with the Mariners. I, I think he could even be a top five MVP candidate this year. We'll sort of see. I uh, hit 284, 28 homers, 75 RBI, 25 stolen bases, goes 25 25 in power and speed, only the third rookie in major league history to ever do that. And the first player to do it in his debut season started right there on opening day. Yeah. That's impressive.
1: That is impressive. Wow. Just so much history happening yeah, around a, us.
0: Yeah, He was an all-star this year. Uh, he was kind of the highlight of the home run derby competition. Mm-hmm. It sort of, it sort of peaked with, with his first round and then kind of tailed off a little bit after that, but he was all the excitement, silver slugger, Uh, award winner there. Uh, He was at top of just about every category as far as uh, the rookie leaders are are concerned. And in going back to what I was saying about MVP, he was so valuable to Seattle when he was healthy, they won games. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, (laughs) exactly.
0: Yeah, they were seventy-five and fifty-six uh, when he was in the lineup, and fifteen and sixteen. So they were under five hundred when he wasn't in the game uh, for those thirty-one contests. That's uh, yeah. those
1: are that's an MVP stat right there. It
0: really is. It really is. Yeah, he also became the fastest player in Major League history. Did it in only one hundred twenty-five games uh, to reach twenty-five homers and twenty-five stolen bases. Did it three better or three quicker than Mister Mike Trout? Wow we we've, we've
1: got maybe if you're if you're beating mike trout at something you're you're in good shape right there yeah. and
0: we're not even talking about the mike trout now who's you know 30 years old he's been banged up a little bit had a really good year this year but mm-hmm. we're talking about primetime mike trout right at the yeah. start of his career so when you're doing in that way you're right that's 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 incredibly impressive mm-hmm. uh, i would i would agree with you on that he receives 29 of 30 votes somehow for some reason There was a voter uh, who had Adley Rutschman as first, had J-Rod as second. find that interesting because there were actually two voters in the American League uh, as far as the BBWA who didn't even put Adley Rutschman on their ballot. Probably might have been a fourth place, Mm -hmm. but I I find that to be a bit egregious. Really, the the, the thing we were all waiting for was, would it be unanimous or not? I'm really surprised that it was not unanimous.
1: So close to unanimous. So close. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just just the one guy uh, had that. Uh, Not great. That's always the worst thing. That's the thing that uh, I will most certainly fear Uh, when that time comes. uh, (laughs) When you're participating in the voting. That's it. I mean, I got to vote where where my heart goes. But, you know, it's not the end of the world uh, to miss on that. But, you know, it it does become a story for uh, for a period of time. We'll actually have uh, tomorrow's guest on Wednesday. We will have on. A National League Rookie of the Year award voter from the BBWAA. So very excited. Who's uh, tomorrow's guest? Uh, you have to watch. It's one, one of 30 voters. <laughs> one of 30. Go to the That's website. Let to try to pinpoint that down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Yeah. J Rod was the only player uh, to be named on every ballot. Eighth center fielder in the American League history uh, to win the award. Last one was his teammate uh, with the Mariners, Kyle Lewis. Uh, in 2020, Mike Trout won it. In 2012, Carlos Beltran, Fred Lynn, Tommy Agee, Bob Allison, and Albie Pearson. So some some familiar names and some less familiar names. Mm-hmm. I will admit, Susie, um, because I don't know everything. And I don't claim to. I don't claim to. I don't claim sure? Are sure
1: about to. Are we sure? I had
0: never heard of Albie Pearson. <laughs> I, so I thought, you know what? Let's learn a little bit about Albie Pearson. Let's get into it. Wait, oh, he was a a
1: short king.
0: He was very much a short king. He was the OG
1: short king.
0: 140 pounds, uh, won the Rookie of the Year Award in the American League in 1958 in the uh, original iteration of the Washington Centers before they moved to Minnesota. What I found, a couple crazy things about his life. Mm -hmm. He was traded two months into his second season, so he wins the Rookie of the Year Award, and then at the end of May of the next year, just traded. That's strange.
1: That, that sounds like something the Rockies would do.
0: <laughs> oh, easy now. Um,
1: no, now he, no, he was, they would never. Um, uh, this is amazing. Yeah, he, he
0: was a one-time All Star, so you know he had a decent career, but uh, was only an All Star once in 1963. That year, he actually started over Mickey Mantle, who apparently was he was slumping. Uh, so they went with Albie Pearson. Had I gone to that game, I probably would have been a little bit bummed. Look, like, yeah. let's face it. The All-Star Game is, you know, partially about, hey, what have you done for me lately? But when you're talking about all time legends, put the all time legends in the game, even if they don't deserve it. What what is your how do you feel about that?
1: Hindsight, hindsight is 2020. If you're having a good season, you might be the next legend. So yeah, you gotta put them in. Yeah. You don't you don't know until it all plays out. (laughs) Are you someone who
0: really feels it should just be like, just show me the numbers and let's pick the guy that way? Or is it a balance of like you know I, what this guy's still playing well, but I mean he's a two-time MVP. Let's put him in, and you know what somebody that might be a little bit more deserving gets snubbed. Which side of the fence do you uh, sit on for that?
1: Mm, you know it's a little bit of a balance, but I kind of want to lean towards the numbers right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah that, that's absolutely fair.
1: Because yeah, um, you don't know who the next legend's going to be. I don't know. Baseball's crazy.
0: Baseball is crazy like that. Baseball's
1: crazy. But, we know that. We talk about it all the time.
0: After his playing career in 1997, so he's he's still alive. Yeah, he's 88 years old in 63 days. 132nd oldest living ball player. And yes, I do have sources for that. That track the top 500 oldest ball players that are still alive.
1: Oh my gosh, we gotta get first of all, we have to get him on the pod. Um, is who is the shortest baseball player of all time? Because five five seems seems small to me.
0: So I believe his name, well, I don't, I'm not sure what his height is. I know his name is Eddie Goodell, who was uh, a short person who played mm-hmm. for the St. Louis Browns. It was somewhat of a publicity stunt uh, by Bill Veck, uh, who has uh, a book called uh, Vec, as in wreck, uh, mm-hmm. even though it's, it's pronounced like Veek, but he was, he, he did a lot of crazy promotions, demolition disco night.
1: Oh, Five he, this, is a, night. this is a three foot seven man we're talking about.
0: Yes, and he was told when he went up to the plate uh, to not lift the bat off of his shoulders because if he did, there were snipers on the roof of the stadium aimed at him. Um, Basically, again, it was a a publicity stunt to say, just go up there, take a four-pitch walk. He got his four-pitch walk, went to first base, and that was the last uh, we heard of Eddie Goodell. And then immediately thereafter, the rules had to be changed to say, you can't just have a guy for like a day.
1: You got to mm-hmm. put him on
0: the the forty man roster. You got to give him, you know, you got to salary him, all this stuff. So, so uh, who's the shortest like
1: man who's been on a forty man roster? The proper uh, way.
0: that's a great question. Could be Jose <laughs> Altuve. It could be outside I of Eddie. Altuve, Gettel- is
1: he is he five five or is he shorter? How tall? Is- I know he's a tiny man, but it's kind of hard to tell because he works around a lot of tall people.
0: This is Altuve true. Altuve
1: is uh, Altuve's five six? Yeah. So allegedly he's taller than five five
0: and that could be bumped up two inches you never know
1: that could be bumped up a little bit that's true
0: for sure um but albie pearson good guy in 1997 he and his wife sold their home to found father's heart ranch uh in uh desert hot springs california Mm -hmm. an 11 acre home for abused neglected and abandoned 6 to 12 year old boys good dude albie pearson
1: wow that's so i learned something
0: we all did we're, for- we're all
1: just looking at us out here learning stuff.
0: You've been forced you forcibly learned something.
1: You got uh, I like to call it getting learnt. It's like getting oh. turned, but you you're learning something.
0: Wow. I done so then would I have done learnted people?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'm a former sure. teacher,
0: so it makes sense. I would have done sure. learnted people. Uh <laughs> we also learnt on Monday, Michael Harris the second, mm-hmm. edges out teammate Spencer Strider for the National League rookie of the year award this is the fourth time in national league history two teammates have been one two in the voting we kind of expected it but uh it 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 was it was close as i thought actually i really thought it would be you know just a, a matter of uh points but uh as it were michael harris uh, ends up winning uh, the last set of teammates to win it were also from atlanta craig kimbrell and freddie freeman in 2011. Wow. Uh, 1989, Jerome Walton and Dwight Smith, uh, two outfielders for the Cubs. And then in 1957, two players I also had not heard of but Mm -hmm. did not dig into even further because I know Susie will know everything about them, Jack Sanford and Bucci of the Philadelphia Phillies. What's your favorite Bucci fact or Jack Sanford fact?
1: You know what? Um, a fun fact is that they both loved the city of Philadelphia. Um, uh, no, I actually don't know anything about these guys, but I'm looking them up right now.
0: Jack Sanford's name does look vaguely familiar, but I, I think uh, his, his name just reminds me of, of someone else. But no, I, I, I don't know these folks. I think Ed Bucci might've been a first baseman and Jack Sanford was a was a possibly a pitcher. But uh, Harris, 297 this was, year. Yeah, not-
1: Jack Sanford was a pinch, was a pitcher. Yes, Correct.
0: Nice. Uh, Harris II, uh, batted 297 with 19 homers, 64 RBI, 20 stolen bases. So he was just shy of 2020. In fact, he didn't uh, make his debut until May 28th, so he could have been right alongside J-Rod there in the American League with uh, going 25-25 in homers in stolen bases. It's one of the disappointments in, in getting called up late in the year. It's, uh, it's actually the ninth time Atlanta has won the Rookie of the Year award Ronald Acuna Jr. in 2018 was the most recent.
1: I have learned um, some very unfortunate facts about Ed Bucci. Um, So the the headline I saw, Philly's Ed Bucci returns to baseball after arrest. Apparently in Spokane, um, he was arrested on charges of exposing himself to young girls. So it's, this is, he's not our dude. I don't claim him.
0: Okay, you might want to look up Jack Sanford before you claim him, but Ed Bucci, you're I'm on not, the outs, I'm dude. not
1: claiming either of them. Like, what a problem. That is so gross.
0: Yeah, it obviously inappropriate. He was second that year, so that's good that he doesn't have uh, the little Rookie of the Year award plaque. Hopefully Jack Sanford slightly nicer than that. This uh, is uh, <laughs> very,
1: very upsetting information. <laughs> I did not expect to go down this rabbit hole this morning, but here we are.
0: We have in the American League and National League both center fielders won the award last time that has happened, 2012, with Bryce Harper and Mike Trout in the American League. Another mention for him, oh, um, as we say tomorrow. Dudes.
1: Great dudes! Yeah. I would. I imagine if they were both on the Phillies together <laughs> in <Yeah>. the <that> outfield.
0: <laughs> very true. Yeah. Yeah. Mike what Trout's if? a Philly boy. What if? Yeah. Very true. All now. Right,
1: continue your thought. <laughs>
0: Well, the the Rockies have only had one Rookie of the Year award winner, uh, unfortunately. They've, they've had a lot of votes, but 2002, Jason Jennings uh, won the award. The year prior, in 2001, he made his debut. He threw a, I believe it was a three-hit shutout. Mm-hmm. in New York at Shea stadium against the Mets. And he also homered in that game. One of the greatest debuts in Rocky's history. One of the greatest debuts, just period. I think in baseball that, yeah, history.
1: that's just not something we'll see anymore.
0: Exactly. Very he true. was
1: basically like an Otani for the day.
0: He was Jason <laughs> Jennings. That's it. He was the dude there. Uh, second it. place finishes for Todd Helton in 98, Troy Tulowitzki in 2007. People still reeling over that Ryan Braun decision. Uh, in 2007, because Tula was very much uh, worthy of it. And, and again, he, he at least led his team into the postseason, uh,
1: mm-hmm. whereas
0: Brian Braun didn't. A couple guys with fourth-place finishes, Aaron Miles, Garrett Atkins, William Rosario, who had 28 homers in 2012 to lead all rookies. Trevor Story with his 27 home runs in 2016, mm-hmm. second among rookies, probably could have had most uh, had his season not been ended early. And then others receiving a vote. There's 20 total who've received <laughs> a vote. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to name some names, and that will bring back some memories, I think, for some people. Mm-hmm. Armando Reynoso in 93, Nafy Perez in 1997, Juan Pierre in 2000, Denny Stark in 2003, Matt Holiday in 2004. In 2005, joining Garrett Atkins was Jeff Francis and Clint Barmus in getting votes. 2009, Dexter Fowler. Jordan Pacheco in 2012, Nolan Arenado 2013, John Gray 2016, and the last time any Rockies have ever received a vote in the Rookie of the Year award voting, Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland, both in 2017.
1: 2017, that was a fun year. It was a good one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I think this would have to be the longest drought that they've had between.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess so. Yeah, it
0: yeah, definitely we're, is.
1: We're in dark times right now. <laughs>
0: Well, we got Bouchard and Ezekiel Tovar to snap that again. Just need to get a third place vote to break this uh, this bit of a drought. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, you know, not winning the Rookie of the Year award doesn't mean you're not a good player, or or not to get a vote uh, doesn't necessarily mean all that much. But it could, in a way, you know, uh, signify a little bit about your farm system and how you've been able to develop young players mm-hmm. over the course of the last five years. And you know. There's a reason why the, the team has been struggling uh, essentially since then and uh, not finding those replacements.
1: Yeah.
0: But to get a vote uh, in the NL Rookie of the Year award consideration. So uh, all these things kind of are, are are somewhat related to one another. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. What uh What does relate to one another is the DNVR bar. There and we go. An amazing time. And a life-changing life time because we've got a big event on Thursday. I think the event's sold out, but uh, you can get tickets if they're still available over at dnvrlocker.com if you're a member. Uh, if you're not, it's only 50 cents for your first month. If you want an annual membership, you do get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. But on Thursday, it's the Hockey, Hockey Legends Night with LaCroix Hockey from 48 during the Avs and Canes game. If you don't have a ticket for that, uh, we're not going to be open Uh at that time, inside the bar, because uh, Milan Haiduk and Adam Foot, Avs legends, are going to be there, signing autographs, taking photographs, doing some amazing things. The tailgates on Sunday yes. for the Raiders, and we're opening uh, nine o'clock every day starting on Sunday because the Global Chalice. It's soccer <laughs> season, so it's time for that.
1: Yes, the Global Chalice. The- yeah, you know what we're talking about.
0: Oh yeah. You know wink. You know wink. You the big know the soccer thing.
1: If you know, you know.
0: That's it. The goalkeeper thing. That's it. <laughs> the penalty kick party, if you will.
1: A penalty kick party. Wow. So creative, Patrick.
0: We've got look, you got global chalice. So I mean that that takes the cake. That's that's gonna be on the top of all of our, our advertising. So I gotta make up for some uh, other catchphrases, if you will. But yeah, again, DNVR, the DNVR.com. $0.50 cents for that membership. You get extra raffle tickets at all of our watch parties to win all kinds of free gear access to our members-only Discord. Uh, it's its absolutely fantastic. Uh, very similar to the fantasticness going down at Game Time Tickets. Their app is amazing. 50 million folks uh, are using it. You can actually help us out by hitting the link in our description, either the podcast or live over on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube. It's a great way to save yourself some money on – some Of the best events around, and even if it isn't a highly anticipated event, you can still get some great seats at up to 60% off, especially if you wait closer to the start of the event. I've done it before, Susie's done it, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing. And even if it is a, a highly anticipated type event, Taylor Swift at Mile High or just a regular Rockies I'm Yankees ball, game on a Saturday night,
1: yeah, not Mile High, it's gonna be a ball, yeah, really? um,
0: intimate affair,
1: yeah. Um, uh, have you seen all the tweets about uh Ticketmaster crashing for all the fans waiting to get in? They're all in line to buy tickets today. Today's the day. So, oh. if your Ticketmaster froze and you got kicked out and now you're having trouble getting tickets, like I might be using this to get to Taylor Swift come July.
0: Coincidentally, I've been seeing like a lot of. Ticketmaster stuff, just people getting absolutely fed up with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. This is a great workaround for that at Game Time Tickets. The app's great, but use the link in our description uh, to help us out so we get get a little kickback on that. We do appreciate that. But uh, if we're not talking about kickbacks, we're talking about kicking it out for a big three-pointer. That could be the difference in a game on the NBA. It's back, and so is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. As you know, a $5 NBA Moneyline bet is going to get you $200 in free bets if your team wins. When your team wins, they're going to win for you. You know what you're doing out there. Stepped up same-game parlays also make it a little bit more exciting, especially since it can boost your winnings up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR and make any $5 NBA money line bet this week. And you're going to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: Sounds good, stay- Patrick.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great deal. You definitely gotta tap into that because the NBA is heating up. Yes. Also heating up Vinny Castilla, new member, new Hall of Famer.
1: We have a new Hall of Famer yeah, this per- Mexico.
0: <laughs> that's it. Hey, that, that counts for us. It I think so, so. Vinicio Castillo, as he is listed there in the Mexican baseball hall of fame Mm -hmm. by the way that is hands down the nicest museum just museum ever it's absolutely beautiful i talked about it last off season and i was blown away when i saw images of that but have you uh, been never been
1: no okay
0: in the tijuana once and we'll leave it at that Uh, that's as that's as far into mexico as i've gone
1: i think this needs to be a, a, a dnvr trip we need to go to the mexican baseball hall of fame
0: that's it. Now it's going to be a road trip. We'll drive down there. I think it's in Monterey. Dan okay. drive down to Mexico. We'll we'll have some stops along the way. We'll we'll figure out some things. Uh, but they had to figure out some things because they elected. Vinny, I believe in 2020, and obviously because of all the pandemic stuff, you know he didn't get a chance to go down there. So that finally went down. There's some images oh, on good. the internet circulating. So uh, we're super happy for our guy Vinny to finally have his uh, his moment in the sun. He's, he's I love great.
1: Vinny. Vinny's such a cool dude to have around. I love that we get to see him. You know, pretty much every day we're at the ballpark, just like Hall of Fame personality. Love and him. getting to pick
0: his brain too, right? On all kinds of different things. You know, Chrome goes 504 feet. All right, Vinny, what's the farthest home run you've ever seen? All right, you see that point out there? Mike Piazza hit one. I had never seen a ball hit out there before. And he just has all these wonderful stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, one, this offseason, based on an interview I did with him, I asked him, if you could have added anyone to the Blake Street Bombers, like if the Rockies basically during that time, or even now, could have added someone as like the sixth bomber, who would it have been? The answers were very interesting. I'll, I'll sort of leave that teaser at that. Uh, have you seen Ooh. the Peyton place promo? Yes. <laughs> Peyton and Russell Wilson doing the batting practice that we saw. Yes.
1: There? I am. I, I'm happy that we finally get to see what they were doing and why they showed up. Cause obviously they didn't just show up for batting practice before a game one day for fun. Of course it had to be for content. Um, I, was I loved everyone's performance. I thought it was a hilarious <laughs> little video. I am so proud of Bud Black for being such a great actor. I had no idea he had it in him. He was so good.
0: Yeah, he was, I thought, I was going to ask you that. Like, who, who had the best acting? I actually thought Buddy was number one.
1: He was so good. I was not it, expecting it was him to, uh, to take some time to do a bit for their video. I love it.
0: Vinny Castillo was in there for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Goodman as well. Uh, our good yes. buddy there. That was yeah. great to see him. And Russell Wilson is, you know, his typical let's ride energy was there. It, it was good. He was, his acting was, was fine. Peyton was great too. Peyton, we you know has the acting chops.
1: Well, I always say Peyton Manning is my favorite comedian. Uh, Russell Wilson is a natural actor be- or natural performer. Cause he is a Sagittarius. We know this. Um, Yeah. But I was not expecting this performance from Buddy. I loved it. He was so good.
0: It was good. He's like, "Well, get me Elway. He picks up the phone. I There was a good little zinger in there. I don't know if you caught it where uh, Vinny had said like, oh, man, you got to be careful. You know, his, his head's going to get swollen after hitting that home run. And Russell Wilson, of course, says, no, that's just his forehead. It's gigantic. So, I
1: loved that. I loved that. That was good.
0: That was a good line.
1: I love that. Way. It was very good. Yeah. Vinny was good, too. They were... <laughs> great great performances i i want to see more of that i loved seeing yeah just i love when the rockies get to be part of the bit when they get some attention
0: do you know when that airs is it like coming up this weekend or maybe it's i actually don't know i was just so um
1: enchanted by the video that released on social media that i have no idea when we're gonna see more
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Peyton even even throws out to russell he said okay what do these five guys have in common? And the group was like Jacob Degrom, Jock Peterson, Aaron judge. And there was like one or two other guys. And what they have in common was they were all drafted after Russell Wilson was in the fourth round uh, of the 2010 MLB draft. Granted judge, it was at a high school and he was going to college at that point. So he didn't sign. I think there was somebody else who also uh, didn't sign because they were coming out of high school. So wow, maybe a misnomer, but I thought that was funny.
1: That's kind of crazy to wrap my head around.
0: (laughs) And he is still – how would I phrase this? He is still – his contract is still under control by a team out there. And I'm not sure who it is right now. I think it might be the Yankees. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so at one point, uh, Russell Wilson was selected – In the Rule 5 draft, which we have coming up, and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that here in a second, it was in the minor league phase, and I think the Rangers just wanted him to kind of come out and be like, hey, hang out with, you just want a Super Bowl, come hang out with our players, talk with our guys, it'll be cool, great publicity. Okay, great. Then the Yankees, I think, acquired him in a trade, just for like cash considerations, again, to be like, okay, we want you to talk with our guys, so come in for that. And so since that, it's been kind of dormant, but I think they still kind of, control his contract. Like they, they, no
1: way. So if he wanted to come back, he would have to go through the Yankees.
0: That's it. I think, I think we can see, might have to work out a trade with the Yankees this off season, just to get Russell Wilson back under, under our one roof.
1: Football's not going too well right now. Maybe he should do a little career change.
0: Yeah. No, I hadn't, (laughs) I hadn't heard. Speaking of football, uh, the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Do you know why they're uh, why they were celebrating yesterday, Susie? Speaking of football,
1: God, no, Patrick. I cannot imagine where this one's going.
0: <laughs> oh, you're not going to be happy with me then, um, because they're celebrating because the final undefeated team. Oh, in the
1: NFL Okay, lost their game. Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry about that. But you know
1: what? Um, uh, I uh, I mean, it was kind of a shock that the Eagles were you know eight zero, you know, this far into the season anyway. So I'm not like I'm like okay, you know, you got to lose one. Oh well. Right. Um I'm just mad that it was against the Washington football team.
0: Yep. The Washington Football hurt. Commanders. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. You're you're going to lose games. It's fine. You want to get it out of the way like now so it doesn't exactly. I'd rather I don't want to be
1: like, you know, the Patriots in, what was it? Uh, 2007, 2008, whenever that was when um they went 18 and 1 and just mm-hmm. lost the Super Bowl. I lived in New England at that time and that was there were a lot of unhappy people. Not me. I was fine, but.
0: Peyton's brother, Josh Fuentes, uh, was the quarterback of the Giants. So I might be getting my streams crossed with relative. Oh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Eli was,
1: Manning. Uh, Eli Manning. is the, the star of Tom Brady's nightmares.
0: That's it. That's it. Uh, as we talked about, I think four o'clock mountain time, uh, we should learn the identities of the folks who will be protected on the 40-man roster for the Rockies. We talked about it yesterday. I think Grant Levine, Warming, Burnabell, Brent Doyle should be locks. Aaron Shunk, Carl Kaufman are probables. We'll sort of wait and see what happens. Some people did reach out and say, well, what's what's next year's group look like? Next year's group actually isn't really complicated very much. Um, you know, And a lot of that, I think, has to do with the fact that the 2020 draft class was five guys. So that... Uh, that really, you know, reduce the amount of, 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 the big names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll sort of wait and see what happens this season before we really have that, that conversation this time next year. But Adiel Amador and Yankeel Fernandez, all stars this past year with Fresno, you know, they're going to be locks really regardless of what happens this year. Mm -hmm. Then in the maybe category or probably category, Victor Juarez, Chris McMahon, Sam Weatherly, the two college pitchers they selected in the 2020 draft, as well as a young outfielder named Jesus Bulgarin, who's actually a complex league all-star this past year. Jake Blomgren and reliever Blake Goldsberry are quite literally the only other two guys uh, that will be rule five eligible for the first time next year. Blake Goldsberry, really good story. Went to Kansas university uh, and is actually from Littleton, Colorado. So next year we won't, We won't really be as stressed out, maybe quite as much as to who uh, who's going to be made available for another team to poach. You hope it's nobody, but you never know.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. So many names.
0: Yeah. One name you need to know, Susie. And I know you already know it. So this is just a device to to lead into an ad. It's Green Mountain Dental Group. Did you know that? There we go. There we go. Yeah. But seriously mention either myself or Susie or DNVR sports. It doesn't matter. They're going to hook you up with a $300 discount for a full, full orthodontics treatment for new patients. Also, if you mention DNVR sports, you could get a free set of bleach trays at $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. They set me up real nice last time. I'm I'm due for it again. I think, what is it like every six months is like the, the tightest window perhaps that you should go and so i'm I'm approaching my my six month mark I'm very excited
1: yeah yeah your teeth have been looking great but listen teeth can never be too white that's my <laughs> that's my opinion
0: that's true that's true yeah and they're they're gonna set you up to make sure that it doesn't make your teeth too sensitive because mm-hmm. that's the rap that some of them can uh, they can get but not with green Mountain dental group located only 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver and this next partner is is one that, uh, that has a product I use literally every day it's athletic greens uh, it makes you a difference. and I both that's it. Both of us. That's right. Look, positive gut health is a real thing. You might drink kombucha. You might have, uh, some ginger or ginger chews, whatever it is. I use those as well. It's all part of the balance that starts with athletic greens and my 75 high quality vitamins with one scoop. That's it. One scoop. I'm getting that. I'm getting Whole food source Superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens. It gets my day starting off the right way. And now they want to actually hook you up with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com Rockies. That's right. We have Tay hit over. You just need the name Rockies after athleticgreens.com Rockies. They're going to hook you up with all of that. And allow you to take ownership over your health and pick up that ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's avalanche ale time. You know it, right? It's that classic American- Love answer.
1: avalanche ale season. It's
0: so good. It's so good. Well, I, and I think, Susie, because you, you like a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. right? You've, they've got the, it blends that pale. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of the chocolate, the caramel malts. It's well-rounded. It's very flavorful. Um, it also has these these whispers of toffee sweetness. Whispers. It's fantastic. That's it. That's it. You can have a conversation with your Avalanche Ale.
1: It's a very yes. It's complex. It's got stuff going on. I love Avalanche Ale.
0: That's it. It's the Garrett Hampson of beers. Well rounded. Oh my god. Versatile and satisfying anytime. I, although we might be saying it's the Alan Trejo of beers because Alan Trejo might be sliding into Garrett Hampson's spot on the roster we'll sort of wait and see what happens with that but you don't have to wait and see where you can get your favorite breck brew or avalanche ale because all you gotta do is go to breckbrew.com to find avalanche ale near you
1: love it i hope we find it at our um friendsgiving tonight
0: very true i'm excited it's gonna be good
1: that'll be fun it'll be good i'm looking forward to it i need to make my after we do this podcast i'm gonna work on making my dish for friendsgiving
0: Excellent. You might have to put that menu online for folks too, if they want to cook at home as well. If they want to do like the fan, you know, like fantasy baseball, they want to do a fantasy DNVR Rockies podcast host. This is what, this is what you're doing for Thanksgiving. You're making some Burk. Here's the recipe. You can do it at home and follow along.
1: Oh, hold on. Quick side note before we get back to baseball, Mark in the comments found avalanche ale in a mix pack in California. That's amazing.
0: There you go. That's it. Yeah. It's, again, it's a Colorado brand with Colorado ingredients, but uh, you can get it just about anywhere. So
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad you found you it, Mark.
0: On. Yeah. Uh, we also found out on Monday, Yasiel Puig. What the hell, dude? What the yeah, hell?
1: This is. I was not expecting this, but yeah, he pled guilty to lying to federal agents in an illegal gambling investigation. What <laughs> the heck is going on here?
0: He, yeah, he's a wild dude. I think he was placing bets through a buddy. so like a third party was taking care of it. And then his guy, his buddy's like, Hey, look, I have this account. Just log into the account as me and then make these bets. And he, he placed 899 bets. That's a strange number. um, But okay. He was betting on tennis, even football, basketball. Very uh, specific,
1: very specific number too.
0: Very weird. Yeah, 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 I think he owed the guy like 292,000. Uh just strange. So yeah, his what is he? Like 32 years old. We will not be seeing him in MLB anytime ever.
1: Pretty yeah, much. I mean, I guess I kind of didn't think that we would see him back again um at this point, but this kind of True. solidifies that.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was it was already uh bottom of the 8th down like 6 nothing and then Daniel Bard came in. Uh, shut the door on that, and yes, we will not be seeing Yassiel Puig. Uh, Yassiel
1: Puig is thirty-one years old. He'll be turning thirty-two on December seventh. Yeah. In case you're wondering, man,
0: man, yeah, five years in jail. Uh, if this this kind of goes down, is what it looks like. Uh, uh Yeah. Will
1: says eight hundred and ninety-nine bets over ninety days is a lot of gambling. That is so much gambling. That quick
0: math: ten bets a day. How about that? Just under, just under nine point nine 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 beds per day. Uh, on that, yeah, that's uh, that's wild. He's got to get that under control. Tony Larusa thinks that Twitter needs to get itself under control. Did you know that the reason why the Twitter verification system exists, Susie, is because of Tony Larusa?
1: I did not know <laughs> this. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this was very interesting. Apparently, in June two thousand nine, in the early days of Twitter, someone uh, you know created a, a false Tony La Russa page uh, and made light of uh, some previous drunken driving charges he had gotten, as well as um, made reference to you know to Daryl Kyle, who we know a former Rockies pitcher as well, but unfortunately did pass away. And so it was, you know, again. Who knows how many people thought that was legit or not. Otherwise, that yeah. was quite a loophole that in the early days of Twitter, people go, well, this, this seems like it would be Tony Larusa, based on what they're saying. And so uh, filed a lawsuit. And therefore, we have – well, we don't have the current Twitter verification system. I mean, but we right got now it's – yeah.
1: <laughs> the the previous Twitter verification system wow I didn't I, I had no idea Tony Rusa was such a social media trailblazer uh given the fact that he is 150 years old this is this is such cool news I'll send him a DM yeah there there
0: was even well I don't know I don't know that he has an account now I guess he just kind of heard through the grapevine that this he was still going has wrong. an
1: account he still has an account.
0: Does it have a blue check mark, green yeah, check mark. Yeah, he has mark? an with the blue check mark,
1: and we follow each other. He followed me first.
0: There you go. I don't
1: that's know how it. much he is actually the one who uses it. I'm sure someone helped him set up that account. Who knows. Very true. Yeah, <laughs> well, my, my
0: my favorite part is that again, this goes back to 2009, and maybe this was just not a part of my vernacular at the time. But like the lawsuit included screenshots. I'm like, oh wow, screenshots in 2009. What a world.
1: What a world. It was a different, it was a much simpler time back in the early days of Twitter.
0: Yeah. When, when you could just create fake accounts for less than $8 a day, uh, a month. For
1: free. Now it costs you $8 to make a fake account. That's it.
0: Very true. All right. We got some ballpark updates. Nothing about Coors Field. Exactly. Have you, is there anything in your travels that and then we'll, we'll talk about these specific ballparks here in a second, mm-hmm. but Coors Field, is there anything that, um, you know, you've taken from, from other locations that you've gone to that you're like, oh, Coors Field, you know, can maybe upgrade this or just improve that? And again, we already love Coors Field and, yeah. and I know how, how much you adore it, but if you were like, but still, you know, this could be maybe like a slight improvement. Is, have you ever thought that uh, at any point uh, this year in covering
1: the team? You know what? I really haven't because Corf- Coors Field really is like pretty much the standard when it comes to uh, like having everything that you would want a ballpark to have. So, I mean, yeah, I love Coors Field so much yeah. and I can't, really can't think of any features right now that I've seen at other ballparks that I would be like, actually, you know what? I mean, this is one random one. Uh, Target Field has these like huge... um these huge like plaque type things that list all of the different types of foods like vegetarian, ice cream, sausages. Cause like it's Minnesota, but, um, that is one feature that I wish was at every ballpark, a big map of where all the different types of food are for different, like either like cravings or dietary needs.
0: Yeah. like Other like than you-
1: that, very niche. I know. Uh, that's it.
0: No, no, that's that's a great suggestion. I think that's yeah. incredibly valuable. That's why every mall has something like that as well. It's so, just
1: like a mall, and of course, fit. like so fitting that a ballpark in the same city as Mall of America would have something so mall-like.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's perfect. And actually, the one thing, Susie, that you did leave off the list that I know you you agree with me it would be a Hall of Fame. That would be the only thing, but no oh major. Oh my gosh! Of
1: course, yes, that is the one thing that I still can't believe the Rockies don't have. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not a major structural thing to deal with, but just something you would have hoped to see somewhere. Maybe maybe a little Hall of Fame next to the, you know, cherry kebab stand, berry kebab, maybe. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all we're asking for. A little Hall of Fame kiosk, a rollaway Hall of Fame kiosk if you really need to. That's fine. But
1: That's hilarious.
0: Roger Centre up in Toronto, 300 million dollar project and it almost looks like they want to get their own rooftop They've removed seats up in the 500 section. Oh, wow. There it is. It's empty. It's barren. And it it looks like they want to make that somewhat of a party patio. Those are not very desirable seats. So you might a party as well. Make patio.
1: Yeah, no, those are. Yeah, this has given me major party deck vibes for sure. It looks fantastic. You know uh, what? I I, mean, cool. I I I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I do like, I like, I like this ballpark in general. And I know like maybe not everyone does, but I, I, yeah, this would be a good fit for that for sure.
0: And that's interesting that you say that you liked it. Cause I, I feel like from everything I've seen, I probably wouldn't like it necessarily, but again, that's why you need to go to these ballparks. Cause you mm-hmm. get the feel and you go, actually, you no, know I, I think I was wrong. And I definitely think after these renovations here and everything that they're, uh, they're about to put up, that could definitely tip the scale for anyone else who just thinks, eh, it's just a dome stadium. It's, it's whatever there could be a little bit more going on in there so uh that will be mm-hmm. exciting to see what happens when when that gets going next year Colorado right, not next year but the next season after this current one 2024 yeah. 2024 uh we'll all potentially get a chance to go up there and check out the Roger Center did you I, uh, did you go I'm... to games with it, with it open and closed the
1: um, actually, so when I went, it was right at the end of the season, Canada had just increased the capacity at the Rogers Center. And the roof was, I think the roof was open every night I was there. I think I was there for two or three games and the roof was open. Cause it like, yes. wasn't like super cold out, which is kind of weird. Cause it was very much like end of September, very beginning of October. So yeah, yeah. I actually got some roof. O- I got the roof open. You
0: get to see some of the Canadian sky. That's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I had so much fun. I was Canadian for like a whole week. It was the time of my life.
0: Love that. Yeah. The, the image that, um, we, we were showing showed the roof open. And like mm-hmm. that, I think gives it an extra element of like, Oh, look at this beautiful ballpark. If it was closed, it might, it might lack that pop, you know? You
1: know what? I feel like if you were at that party patio, <laughs> if you're on that party deck and, the roof was closed. I wonder if it would feel claustrophobic because you're so much closer to the to the top.
0: Very true. And also above the patio, if you look, uh, there are like windows and you're like, are those shutters? Yeah, that's that, a hotel.
1: That's the hotel. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. You're right. I I could see that um when it's closed. Yeah, it just it's just there's that extra dimension that that the blue sky adds. Um, and so it could be claustrophobic up there in the patio. I think that's the what part-io. we call it Okay, party. Patio.
1: okay the
0: patio uh city field uh right field has a fence being moved in there's only a couple of renderings super producer kale missed out on our rendering conversation <laughs> on uh on monday i'm
1: sure he missed it dearly
0: <laughs> but uh they're gonna have like a speakeasy club in right uh, field
1: which okay. there's only a
0: couple images out here's one of them you go okay cool vibe
1: Okay, you know what I learned in L.A.? L.A. has a speakeasy. Uh, the Dodgers have one, and I had no idea. And you, like, really need to be on a list to get in because I tried to go in, and they were like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think I that, could be for, that could be the case for this, too, because I think it is, again, one of their diamond clubs. Uh, you know, we need, like, special access and stuff, and there'll mm-hmm. be seats behind the fence that are really close up there. So... Uh, That's kind of cool. I mean, I guess if you were a fan uh, of the Mets or or, or a team like that, that has a ballpark like that, it could be frustrating if, you know, there's always this construction and it maybe seems like the team is nickel and diamond yet and changing the configurations of the outfield. But I kind of like that idea that. (laughs) <laughs> almost every couple of years you don't know what you're going to see the bullpens in a different location. <laughs> like it keeps, it like refreshes it, right. It continues to keep it fresh. Not that, you know, you need it to be fresh all the time. I, I love going and seeing Coors field looking identical
1: mm-hmm. every
0: day. It's, it's beautiful. It's baseball, but I think that could be a fun aspect for some fans to see like, Oh man, okay. This used to look like that over there. And we used to be able to stand there, but now they put this fence up and they move this. That's kind of neat.
1: And, you know, I'm sure it's a really cool view for the people in that speakeasy. Um, yeah, that's fun. It's got to be, I'm sure it's a great experience.
0: Yeah. The uh, renderings, oh, what'd you get?
1: I said, I'm sure it's an expensive experience.
0: Ooh, yes. New York City, got to be, got to be. Uh, we kept talking about the Oakland Athletics and all of those renderings, so I thought now would be a good time to actually take a look at some of them because yeah. they really are magnificent looking. And that's it, it,
1: really nice looking, and it looks also like look at that grass on the the top of the ballpark.
0: It, yeah, really, it's just really
1: neutralize that carbon yes. footprint.
0: Yes, and I think that's that's a, like a major you know point in that. And if you were to like pull out, you would see the rest of Oakland, and it is kind of in an industrial area, so. You know, it, it wouldn't look as nice, but as a stadium as itself would be great. I mean, here sitting behind home plate and you've got like trees up on the roof, you know, and like right center and left center field. Again, the view of those kind of cranes that are out there in center field in the port that are lifting up all the the, the trailers and whatnot, mm-hmm. not great. But still overall, you know, they, they look pretty good. These, these This location in center field would be nice.
1: That looks really cool. I mean, I like the yeah. idea of incorporating all this greenery, especially because, you know, we kind of um, you know, baseball's an outdoor sport. And sometimes it doesn't always feel like you're in nature, but this feels like you're in nature. I I, I kind of dig this. If this comes to fruition, I real I this would be kind of a modern marvel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't hear very many people talking about. You know, either with their summer plans or winter vacation, whatever it is, throwing out the city of Oakland of like, oh, yeah, we just we were we were to Oakland for three days. It's not necessarily one of those locations. Obviously, San Francisco is right there across the bay. Mm
1: -hmm. But I
0: think that could change that. I think that could change of like, well, I'm going to San Francisco. You know, I'm also popping over to Oakland just a little bit as well.
1: Yeah. You know, I think if you're going to manage to build a stadium a new stadium in Oakland, if the team's going to stay in Oakland, you kind of need to almost have a masterpiece of a ballpark to really make it that kind of destination. Cause there are so many other things to do in the Bay area. There's so much going on in San Francisco. Oracle park is already one of the best ballparks in baseball. So like you really need to, I think they need to do a lot more to compete with that. But I think doing that would make, make it work. I think fans would come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think baseball wants, Oakland to to continue to have a team. I I think MLB Mm -hmm. would would love for that again. That just then means, okay, that gets settled. Tampa, it seems like it's on the track to getting settled, although they're still some ways away. Once you do that, now everyone without a team, again, we've run through the cities already, Portland, Vancouver, Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. Charlotte, uh, San Antonio might be in there, Nashville, of course, Montreal. Now all of those six cities or so, when when you uh, oh. unveil that price tag of you know one point five, maybe even as high as two billion dollars mm-hmm. for an expansion team, you will get it because there's only going to be two of them at that point. So Oakland is is great for that because again, if Oakland moves to Las Vegas. Las Vegas is now out of the hunt, and oh, you know, Oakland's already out of it. So that mm-hmm. actually takes out two possible suitors. So um, I, I really hope they do. Just, also for the city, I hope the city of Oakland doesn't lose yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that one.
0: Now, over the weekend, I think it might have even Friday night. American Family Field. I don't know how you feel about that name. Maybe you still call it Miller Park, but sometimes um, I do. Yes, I sometimes do. Sometimes I
1: do. I was
0: like, ah, we'll get it right. All right. So, American Family Field. They hosted the Bruce City Battle. University of Wisconsin played a couple NCAA games there, and it I, I saw some cool. of
1: these. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, they had a caption contest, of course, down in front with all the different sausages. There you can see the stadiums lit up. They basically have uh, the, the basketball court going from third base to first base. You can see home plate uh, just the, in the out-of-bounds area. There was a little uh, area for for stands, for bleachers that kind of went beyond second base into the mm-hmm. outfield for really good seats. Um, I, I think that looked absolutely amazing, and that's something that if you've got a dome, you should be holding these kind of events during the
1: offseason. Absolutely. Yeah, this looks so cool, but at the same time, maybe not the best view for basketball <laughs> like actually <laughs> watching from the stands, but definitely a cool experience. It looks really cool, but like practical in terms of practicality, maybe not so much.
0: Yeah, it's more of a, an event than it is like, yeah. hey, I know I want to watch my team play. It's like, "Eh, you're going to have a real awkward seat where you're going to be sitting sideways with yeah. your head turned trying to watch the court."
1: It's also amazing deck energy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's also amazing too like when you look at those photos how many empty seats there are and you're like this is a very well supported basketball team because it was men's and women's and yet mm-hmm. you're like half that place is empty also half of those seats you, you can't see anything at all yeah. anyway but still it just gives you an idea of just how big the ballparks we have here in america that was cool looking that was Next- really cool I don't know if you know about this, but uh the Little League Classic is scheduled to be back for 2022, 2023 and 2024, the next two years. And this next season, it's nationals against the Philadelphia Phillies.
1: Yes, let's go. <laughs> I'm yeah, excited to see that.
0: Don't know if the Rockies will be involved in that. Uh, I was I was really kind of angered a bit by the fact that the Rockies continue to not, you know, get involved in a lot of these destination. Type events. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess just being in the middle of the country, it does make it hard. So it's really just a coincidence. Hey, if the Rockies happen to be in this location, so be it. They can participate. The nearest one of those destination games, of course, you would think would be Iowa, right? You say, okay, field of dreams game. Uh, the next two years, I think they're taking a break from it as uh, that site is undergoing. Um, some serious renovations there. They're putting out, you know, some major mm-hmm. uh, youth facilities there and some hotels. Uh, they're really trying to trying to build that up and make it um, a, a real destination. destination. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I commend them on, on that project because it's going to be amazing. So, but no game. Now you go, well, I was, in my head, it seems close.
1: But it's not, clo- it's not as long. close to other teams that the Rockies are playing.
0: That's true. And for me, the reason it seems close is you go, oh, there's only one state in between it. Nebraska. That's it. You just drive through Nebraska and you're in Iowa. But that's like it. all of Nebraska. <laughs> but it's it's the wide Nebraska. part. <laughs> and and really, from, from Denver, half of Colorado and then half mm-hmm. of Iowa as well. So that's, you know, 12, 12 and a half hours, something like that, depending uh, on how fast you drive. Super producer Kale drives <laughs> very fast. So he's doing it about 11 and a half hours. And it did get me Love thinking that. like, it did get me thinking like, all right, well, maybe the Rockies are like somewhat nearby well we know both Chicago teams have already played Cubs and White Sox and they bring with them whoever they're playing at the time cool Yankees Reds fine Uh, Milwaukee is actually closer to Dyersville than Chicago which is interesting Minneapolis is like four hours away so that's not bad so those are two more teams that are a little bit closer Mm -hmm. Kansas City and St. Louis kind of manageable down there in Missouri you could go all the way out to Pittsburgh you could go out to Atlanta, and those places are essentially as close, if not slightly closer, to of Iowa, than Denver, Colorado.
1: Wow. That is. Thank you for this geography um, perspective. I do like geography. I love geography. As we know, I came in second place in my fourth grade geography, B. I I love go. geography. This is my kind of conversation.
0: I wonder if there's a spatial thing in our brains about, like, measuring distances from like east to west west east, like left and right like horizontally because we look at those distances as okay it's, it's it's sort of sort of finite but then when you throw in atlanta because atlanta's in the southeast mm-hmm. so now that's that's like a diagonal line going north northwest and you mm-hmm. go well wait Ad- atlanta would be like a million hours of a drive so it's got to be a lot farther than denver and it's, it's almost the exact same mm-hmm destination. So I don't, I don't know if our brains can possibly compute something like that, Susie. I know apparently
1: apparently they can't, but yeah, this is very interesting. I would love to see the Rockies have some kind of destination game. I really hope that does work out at some point.
0: Yeah. They've, they've had those games, you know, in Mexico city or Monterey, like in spring mm-hmm. training, which again is something, but uh, you want it to maybe be more of a, of a regular season game. And I know they did that. Uh, they did that in Mexico. I think that was, that was the, uh, the mm-hmm. first ever game held outside of the U S or Canada, uh, was, was a Rockies game, but, uh, long overdue for one of those really cool trips. I think that would be, uh, that would be a lot of fun.
1: That would be cool.
0: We are going to have a lot of fun on Wednesday's show where again, we got an NL rookie of the year award voter, member of the BBWA from here in Denver. I'll give you that hint.
1: Okay.
0: Talking about the Rockies amongst all other baseball topics. So it's going to be a fun one. Follow us along on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter.
1: And you know you can find me at the Suzy Hunter on all platforms.
0: Love that. Looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. This has been wonderful. But shoot, Susie, you know what they say about momentum.
1: What do they say?
0: It is only as good as your next show. So we will, of course, see you tomorrow, as we do every Monday through Thursday at 11 a.m.